As you know, on Sunday mornings we begin a series, and we'll be in it a few months from Hebrews 11, looking at the heroes of faith. And Sunday we just got halfway through our message, so we said, let's finish it up on Wednesday. And we were looking at these heroes of the faith, and we were asking ourselves, what kind of faith did they have? And we noticed that they had a faith that acted, amen? Faith is an action word. You see faith. Faith, they acted. But they also had a faith that obeyed God in spite of the difficulties and the circumstances and the emotions. Because real faith obeys God. You know, some people just think faith is a mental thing. But no, faith is a doing. And sometimes God calls us to act in such a way or do such a thing that's not easy when you look at circumstances. Not easy when you feel your emotions. Amen? Not easy when you think, what if? What if? But these men and women of faith, they obeyed God. Amen? They believed God. They obeyed God. And God blessed them for it. And they were used of God. And lastly, they had a faith that was focused. Properly focused. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Amen? The object, the focus of your faith. The enemy will try to do everything he can to distract your faith to put your focus on the the negative, to put your focus on the circumstance, to put your focus on previous failures, et cetera, et cetera, but fixing our eyes on Jesus, amen? That's the source of our strength. And as we stay focused, we don't got like Peter, he fell, he, he started sinking because the wind and the waves distracted him. But as long as he looked at Jesus, amen, he was able to walk the victory. But now, second part, we ask, now how did their faith grow? How did their faith grow? How, how did it work? Here's our scripture. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Amen? I like that. Faith is being sure. Amen? We're sure Jesus died and rose again. Amen? We are sure that when we close our eyes here, we're going to open them in glory. There is a certainty about that. Amen? We're not wondering. There's not a hope so. There's a certainty and a confidence. Faith is being sure of what we hope for, certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients, this is what these old heroes were commended for. God applauded their faith. And we want to have a faith that God can applaud. Amen? And not so much what other people think, but man, I want God's approval. That's for sure. So if we could break this down, we want to begin, we're going to talk about the revelation of the word, the revelation of the word. How did their faith work? How did it grow? Kind of mixing that thought, working and growing. How did their faith grow? How does your faith grow? Faith needs to grow. Faith can grow. You can start out with little faith, keep walking with Jesus, you can have great faith. Amen? And so again, we start out the revelation of the word. Faith comes by hearing that word. You've got to know the ways of God, know the will of God, know the word of God, the revelation of the word. But secondly, our relationship with the word. Jesus is the word, amen. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And really, faith, another word for faith is trust. And how does trust get developed? Well, you get to know someone. You get to spend time with someone. You might have met someone one day and you, you liked them, you were fond of them, thought a lot of them. But man, after you spend 50, 60 years of your life with that person, man, you trusted them with everything. Amen? Because you went through things together, you talked with one another, you grew. And that's faith is like that. Amen? It's a relationship with Jesus. And the more you walk with Jesus, and the more you get to know Jesus, your faith just gets steadier, firmer, and stronger. Because you know him. Amen? All right. Revelation of the word. Relationship with the word. Response to the word. He says, get out of the boat. We need to get out of the boat. Amen? If he says, cast the net, we need to, if he says, fill the thing with water, fill it. 
If he says forgive, forgive. If he says turn that cheek, turn it. Faith responds to the word. There is a response to the word. And then finally, the reward from the word. He rewards us. And we most likely won't get here. But on one of our Sunday sermons, I know we'll hit this. The greatest reward of faith is not merely God's deliverance, but it's God's approval. We'll study some men and women that didn't get it on this side. Amen? But they certainly got it on the next, all right? And what we're going to recognize, it's great. I love when God gives the deliverance and we pray for the healing and we pray for the deliverance, all right? But even greater than God's present deliverance is his future approval of our lives. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. And we're going to see that in Hebrews 11. But let's start out, as we said earlier, all of us can become men and women of strong faith. If you're a believer, you can have strong faith. It'll grow. If you, if you exercise it, amen, if you walk with God, it, it'll grow. Uh, how does faith work? Number one, revelation. The word of God. The God we know is a God who speaks. Isn't that beautiful? How many times did Jesus say, give us ears to hear. He who has ears, let him hear. Because God is speaking, God has spoken, God is speaking. God is a God that speaks. And we cannot separate faith from the word of God. Amen? You can't separate the two. For instance, Romans 10 and verse 17. Romans 10, verse 17. So then faith, I want to get faith. Amen? I want faith to grow. Faith, without faith I can't please God. Isn't that true? Without faith I can't overcome the world. I want strong faith. I don't want just a, a feeble faith. I want a strong faith. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by CNN. Hearing by Fox News. Hearing by ESPN. Uh-oh, uh-oh. You can tell what people are taking in, but usually they spit it out. Woo-wee. Oh, we never get done if I get off this thing. My Lord, have mercy. Some people listen more to your Fox News than you read your Bible. Shame, shame, shame. Come on, say amen. I hit everyone. I don't care what persuasion you're at. I am a free, I, I'm fair with everyone. I hit them all right in the bullseye. Some people love their fox more than they love the house of God. Stop with that foolishness. Get your focus back on Jesus. You start serving God. And all that stuff will be long gone. But they that do the will of God endureth forever. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God. You have to honor and reverence the word of God in your life. You have to give the word of God proper place in your life. See, see, God is not a respecter of persons. He is a respecter of principles. God's not going to feel bad for us. But if we know the principles and apply them, God will bless us. God doesn't care what your background is. God doesn't care your education or lack thereof. If you'll obey and apply the principles of God, you can enjoy the blessings of God. Amen? So faith comes by hearing. You want to have a stronger faith? Well, I need to hear that word. I need to read that word. I need to be so disciplined and devoted to feed on the Word of God, to study the Word of God, to live the Word of God. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is that not right? I'll tell you what. Fox News is not going to send you to heaven, and it's not going to sanctify you. Let's get on fire for Jesus. Glory to God. All right. Talking to somebody. All right. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. The written word, most importantly, but also the Spirit of God as God prods us and speaks to us. 
Amen? Many times faith acts when the Holy Spirit speaks. Holy Spirit says, come down to that altar. Holy Spirit says, stop and talk to that person at Walmart. Holy Spirit says, stop and apologize because what you said just grieved. We grieve and say we're obeying that word. Having personal devotions, reading and memorizing the scripture, Bible study, etc. All that, taking that word in. Taking that word in. Even as, a, even as a, a young teenager and so forth, you know, you, um, you, you mark your special promises that minister to you, amen? You, you mark those things down. And I used to put them in columns. So I got all my faith verses here and all healing here and provision here and wisdom here. And so, you know, when you got to take out that arrow, you know, that, that, that quiver and shoot that devil, you can go to the right word for the right occasion and let it fly. It is written. We've got to get that in us. Now, in Hebrews 11, one way or the other, God communicated his truth to his people. And this, their faith was generated by the fact God spoke to them. They didn't make it up. They didn't just presume. They didn't tempt God. Their faith was generated by and founded on the revealed word of God. They heard and they received. They believed. They acted upon it. For us, read and respond. Amen? For the most part, you want to grow in God? We read and we respond. I read the book. I believe the book. I live or I obey the book. Amen? And as we do that, we're going to see the word of God come true. We're going to see God's promises come to pass. We're going to see God's faithfulness come again and again. And the more you do it, the more you want to do it. Amen? And the more you see God answer prayer, the more you want to pray. And the more you see God anoint you when you step out and you obey that prodding of the Spirit, the more you're ready to go next time the Holy Ghost kicks you. Amen? Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. Now, again... All the people in Hebrews 11, one way or the other, God spoke to them. Faith comes by hearing that word. Moses was not afraid of Egypt's army because God told him he would deliver him from Pharaoh's hand. Again, Joshua, he wasn't embarrassed to go walking around Jericho because God told him that's how he was going to conquer the city. We go on and on. Think about Peter. You know, he, he walked in the water not to tempt the Lord, but to obey the Lord. He walked in the water. He, wasn't re- he was responding to the words of Jesus. He wasn't in any way trying to tempt God or make God do something. He heard the word. He re- that's faith. See, that's faith. Noah refused to quit after 100 years. Imagine that, building something for 100 years in a generation that never saw rain. But he refused to quit because God told him, judgment's coming. And if you'll build that ark, it'll save you and your family. See, when God speaks to us, we act on it. That's faith. That's faith. These men and women that we're studying did not just go off and um, off on a whim. They didn't just go off in, in presumption. See, a lot of people, what they call faith is not just is presumption. Amen? Some people, what they call faith is not faith at all. It's just they get tired of doing what they're supposed to be doing and want to try something new. And in, in, in a way, that's tempting the Lord. See? We just, some people do frivolous things. What's the old saying? They, they sow wild oats and then pray for crop failure. But, um, <laughs> amen. You know, and some people, they want to call that faith, but if you didn't get a word, that's presumption. Faith is only faith if it's in God's word. If it's in, because I feel like it, that's presumption. I can get all excited. I want to be, I want to do that. That's how, and I'm going to just believe God. Well, you didn't get the leading of the Spirit to do that. 
it's going to be a flop. We've got to get the word from the Lord. We've got to get the, the word from the Lord. All right. So, again, faith works as we know the word of God. And when you know the word of God, then you'll get to know the God of the word. Amen. The more you know, but that Bible testifies of Jesus. The Bible reveals and teaches us about Jesus. So the more you read the word, the more you'll know the God that wrote the word. So study, learn, and live for the word of God. And then you'll understand his will. You'll become acquainted with his voice. You'll become acquainted with his voice. The foundation of faith is the word of God. So again, obey the commands, believe the promises, and live in line with the principles. How about that? Amen? I don't, I don't, I don't have to um, have a direct word from God. If my brother does something to me that might offend me, I know there's a principle called kindness in that Bible. I'm supposed to respond kindly to him. Even if he did something, that I don't have to blast him. Where's that in the Bible? Kindness, fruit of the Spirit. That's a principle. I'm supposed to live kindly and compassionately. Didn't he say put on compassion, put on gentleness, put on meekness? So a lot of these things, we see the principles that should govern our behavior as Christians in this fallen world. Amen. That's faith. That's how I walk by. We walk by faith and not by or emotion or feelings. I walk by faith. What does the word say about this? What is the promise concerning this? What is the principle that governs this? Amen. And I walk in that. Sometimes that old nature doesn't like to walk by faith. Sometimes that old nature likes to walk by revenge, amen, likes to walk by, you know, I want to get it off my chest. But when I walk by faith, I walk according to that word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, number one, revelation, the word of God. Go ahead and look, if you would, Psalm 119, 9 and 11. Psalm 119. Now, notice when we put that word in us, it'll produce something. When we put that word in us, it will produce something. Let's again start with Revelation. Faith begins with the word, amen? I mean, faith cometh by hearing that word. Jesus said, um, um, we don't live by bread alone, but by every word. The word of God nourishes our soul and nourishes our spiritual wisdom and understanding and gives us strength. So the more of that word I read, it makes me wiser than my enemies. You know, when you stay in that word, it keeps you from making foolish mistakes. Yeah, have you ever been there? You're getting bugged by something. You're getting ready to do something. You go and read your devotions, and it's like, oh, I wish I wouldn't. I wish I wouldn't have read it before I saw that guy. You know, but then, then after you read it, you know God's saying, you know, you know, you know better. Act, act, and that's faith to obey that. See, it takes faith to obey that. But I love this. How can a young man keep his way pure by living according to your word? Amen. I'm going to walk in that word. It'll keep me pure in an impure word impure world. I seek you with all my heart. It takes effort to master that book. Amen? If we put more time in mastering the Bible than we do sometimes our hobbies, we'd be a lot better off in our Christian walk. Are you with me? You've got to put some time to learn that book, don't you? You've you got to put some time. You know, some people know their, their, their car blue books better than their Bibles. Know the funny pages better than the... Isn't that right? man said to Brother Shambach one time, he said, you know, preach, like the Bible says, just grin and bear it. 
He says, grin and bear it. He goes, brother, that's not the Bible. That's the funny pages. He says, no wonder why you're such a mess. You know the funny pages better than the Bible. And grin and bear it. like the Bible. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But you know, some Christians, about that, that's about their level of Bible. But when we learn our Bibles, we know God. Amen? We get his word in our hearts and in our minds. We begin to think with the wisdom of God. We begin to get that grace of the word working in our hearts. Helps us to overcome things. Help us to respond differently to things. Now that we've become a Christians and walk with the Lord, we do respond differently to things now, don't we? Sure. So I seek you with all my heart. I want to put some effort in mastering that book. Amen. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I love this. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Get that word in you. Amen. You get that word in you. When you get that word in you, man, it'll, you'll think different. You'll respond different. Your emotions will start to get affected by Oh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. One more. Um, Joshua 1 and 8. Joshua 1 and 8, because we're talking about revelation. If you want to grow in faith, you won't do it unless you know the word of God. Faith comes by that word. In that word, we feed it, we put it in us, and it produces life. It produces purity. It produces strength and wisdom. And here, Joshua, God says, I'm going to be with you. He gives them all these wonderful promises to take the land, but he gives them some prerequisites, some stipulations. You know, the promises of God come with conditions. And God says, I'll give you a promise, but listen, you've got to do your part. And here it is. He says, don't let the book of the law depart from your mouth. You meditate on it. You think about that word. You think about the word of God. You do your devotions, and throughout the day, you're thinking, Lord, how does this apply? How can I live this? Help me to remember this, Lord, as I go through my day. You meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do. See, as I get it in me, it affects the way I think and the way I respond, and it helps me to be a better doer of the word. But if I don't get it in me, I'm not too good at doing. But if I get it in me, I keep it, I speak it, I think it, I meditate on it, that I can do it. Then there's prosperity and success. Then there's victory. But first, get the word in. Amen? Getting the word of God in my heart and life so I live it is a prerequisite to the victory God has for my life. I, I can't separate the word from faith. I can't separate the word for, from, from victory. All right. Revelation. Secondly, though, is relationship. Because you can't, you can't separate these two things. Relationship with God. Again, our faith is not a crisis faith. It's not a 911 faith. Faith is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Faith grows as a relationship grows. You know, I say this all the time. You know, a relationship deepens things, makes things more intimate. You know, you, you can have three grandkids. One lives next door. Other two live in Los Angeles. You might love them all the same, but I got news for you. If you're Italian, the one that lives next to you is going to enjoy pasta on Sunday afternoons a whole lot more than that crew. Amen? The, the one over here that gets to hang out with Grandpa and listen to him tell stories about Lindbergh flying over the ocean. And I mean, he's going to learn a lot. He's going to get a lot closer to him. Why? Because you've got to be with people to get closer to him. Amen? You've got to have a relationship to get closer to them. Now, the other ones are loved. The other, but if you don't spend time, Sorry, nothing can replace that. This is relationship, relationship. If you want to grow in faith, 
you got to walk with Jesus. Amen? It's not just a mechanical thing. I know that's sometimes that positive thinking, and that has its place in the natural realm with sports and business, but spiritually speaking, Bible faith is an out product of our walk and relationship with Jesus. You, you can't have real faith and not have a close walk with Jesus. Amen? He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Go ahead, if you would, John 15, John 15. But remember that the heroes of the faith that we look at, heroes here in Hebrews 11, they walked with God. They walked with God. They maintained a relationship with God. How trust grows and matures and deepens. But here we go, John 15, verses 4 through 7. How about that? John 15, verses 4 through 7. These are, this is Jesus now, okay? He says, remain in me, and I'll remain in you. Remain means abide. Amen? Connect. Stay with me, right? Jesus says, stay close to me. Abide, fellowship, have union with me. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. That means if you want to walk with Jesus, he'll walk with you. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? There are some people you can't get the time of day. Isn't that true? They won't return your call for three months. But Jesus says, you know what? If you'll remain in me, I'll remain in you. If you want to walk with me and have communion with me, I'll have communion. Isn't that beautiful? What a privilege we have to walk with the living God. And we think about Jesus dying on the cross, resurrecting, someday coming back. But yet today, this moment, you and I, no matter what our background, no matter if we've been saved, we can walk with the King of Kings and the Lord. Isn't that beautiful? And folks, that's where faith comes. But faith, again, let, get it down. Faith is trust. Isn't that right? Faith is trust. You, you know, I've been on men's retreats. A lot of us here, we've been in the military. Um, you know, when you're in a barracks, trust me, at night, I'm locking up my valuables. Amen. God bless you. We'll die together, but I don't trust you when the lights go off. Amen. That's not true. It's all right. You know that's true. Isn't that true? Right? But I'll tell you what, I'm going to go to bed tonight. And I'll take that wallet, put it where I put it. And I don't have one eye open. Make sure Christina don't sneak in there. You know what I mean? She has it all anyhow. Amen. I, I got coffee money. That's about it. She, don't, she got it all anyhow. But you know, you, know, you know the point I'm getting, right? When, when, you, when you know someone, you trust them. You don't, it's an easy thing to trust, isn't it? When you know someone. You don't think twice about it. Isn't it true? You go to certain parts of this country... Make sure them windows are up and the doors are locked. And if you got to get out, bro, putting that wallet in the front pocket, putting it in the front there. I mean, isn't that true? I don't I worry about that walking around my house. Trust. Is everyone there I'm, I abide with? I have a relationship with. Trust them unconditionally. Beautiful thing. You can walk with Jesus like that. Amen? Uh, remain in me and I'll remain in you. And he gives this illustration that we can all understand, the branch and the tree, right? No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. We've got to stay connected to Jesus. Isn't that true? I mean, I Donna Shambach would always use this illustration when she preached. And she says, you know, being, being, a, being, a, being a woman, I love flowers, especially roses. She says, but I do know that the moment they're cut, they begin to die. And they might look beautiful, but it's just a matter of time. Because if they've been severed, they're dying. And Jesus using kind of that similar illustration. If we stay connected with Jesus, we can run and not grow weary. We can fight the good fight of faith. Amen? We can finish our... If we stay connected with Jesus, amen? But the minute we stop walking with him, 
And being close to him, it's like there's a severing and the life of God stops flowing. And we can only go so far on yesterday's manna or last month's relationship. But if Jesus says, you stay connected with me. Amen. And keep that word. Amen. Oh, man, you're going to bear fruit. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. He says, I'm the vine and you're the branches. Everybody can understand that illustration, right? If a man remains in me and I in him, he'll bear much fruit. You can bear much fruit. You can live a successful Christian life. You, you can be a blessed believer. Amen? You can be fruitful in your ministry. Jesus said so. What do you got to do? Stay connected with him. Keep abiding with him. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. This is faith. See, see faith is easy. We complicate it. But if I'm willing to walk with him, it's an easy thing. I'm the vine, you're the branches. If man remains in me and I in him, he'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you want to do your own thing, you'll wither and die. But if you want to walk with me, you'll have the life of God always just flowing through your being. Amen? Hallelujah. Is there another verse? What else do we got up there? Six and seven? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus said, now if anyone does not remain in me, he's like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Isn't that true? You know, when the fall comes, especially in the north, the fall comes. The leaves begin to wither and die, fall, don't they? There's death. Thank God spring brings the resurrection, but there's that death. And Jesus said the same thing. If people think they can just live off and not serve me and not walk with me, they're fooling themselves. They're like a branch that gets cut off from the tree and thinks, well, I can survive. He says, no, you can't survive. We need Jesus, don't we? We need to walk with Jesus daily. We need to feed on that word and have a devotional life and a prayer life. If anyone does not remain in me, he's like the branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you. Isn't that beautiful? There's that word. There's the, can't get away from the word, can we? If you remain in me, if you abide, if you commune with Jesus and his words remain in you, ask what you wish and it'll be given. You have fruitfulness. Your life will be fruitful. Your life will have spiritual energy and strength. You'll have a prayer life. Amen? I think it's, one person wrote, um, it's, it's a loving union we have with Christ. And it's a living union that we have with Christ. And it's a lasting union. When you read it up, when you study it, it it's a loving union. But he goes on to talk about our love for him and his love for us. When we walk with Jesus, it's not a bad thing to be connected. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful thing. What a pleasure to be connected to Jesus. It's a loving relationship, amen, a loving union, and it's abiding and it's enduring. And so, again, here we go. If I want faith. I need to know the Bible, but it's not just a mechanical thing. It's spiritually as I walk with the Lord. Because you can know a lot of Scripture mentally and not have much faith. Faith is trusting God. Faith, if you've got to know this God to really trust him. If you know him, you'll believe him. If you know him, you'll stay faithful to him. Hallelujah. Our faith is in a person. Again, think in the natural of what it takes to have a good relationship with anyone. Think about in the natural. I mean, you, you've got to, how can a relationship stay strong and mature? You have to spend time together, don't you? You got to talk and communicate with one another, don't you? There's a give and take in too, isn't there? You know, it can't be a selfish thing. There's a give and take. You know, and that's how it is even with the Lord. Even with the Lord. These people in the, we're studying, they didn't just believe in God or about God. They believed God. They knew God. They walked with God. 
And that's where real faith comes out, out of that living relationship with Jesus. Amen? Knowing in whom we have believed in, being persuaded that he is able. Again, faith is in a person. Faith is in a person. And you and I can develop a relationship with a person. The more I know the Lord, the more you'll trust the Lord, the more you'll love the Lord, the more you want to please the Lord. Look, look at um, Luke 10, Luke 10, um, 38 and 42 again. Here's just another beautiful illustration. This is where it comes from. This is where, this is where faith comes from. It comes from relationship with that person. Spend time sitting at his feet. Spend time just taking in his words. Amen? That's all. And as you start with a little, it grows into more. Remember Jesus and his disciples when they went to uh, Martha's house? Martha opened up her house. Remember that? And, and, and Mary, the sister, sat at the Lord's feet. Verse 39, listening to what he said. Isn't that beautiful? First, we, need, we start our day just sit at his feet and listen to what he has to say. Pour your cup of coffee. Open up your Bible. Say, Lord, speak to me. It's a new day. I need some daily bread. Amen? Speak to me, Lord. I commit this day to you, Jesus. Isn't that right? So we, we need to start like Mary, then we go out like Martha. Isn't that true? We, we go out with like Mary, and, and we get the word in us, and we commune with him, and we talk with him. And then we go out like Martha and do his works. Amen? And go out and do what he's called us to do. But if I don't first sit at his feet, I'll have fumes out there after a while. Amen? I'll get frustrated. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha got distracted. It's not so much doing the wrong things, but wrong priorities. You've got to get your priorities right. First sit at his feet, then go do works for Christ. Amen? Martha was distracted by the preparations, and she came to Jesus. Lord, don't you care that my sister's left me to do all the work? Tell her to help me. And Jesus' answer is very eye-opening. Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about many things. In verse 42, this is Jesus, but only one thing is needed. Wow. He's putting a priority on something, isn't he? Isn't Jesus saying, listen, this is the most important thing. Not that that's not important to have its place, but this, for number one. But only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen. Jesus reveals to us, you've got to spend time with me. If you're not going to abide with me and walk with me, you'll have a very limited, frustrating Christian experience. But if you'll abide in the vine, amen, I'll abide with you. And the life of God will flow through you, and you'll know me, and you'll be strong in me. If you sit at my feet and listen to my words, you'll have revelation from heaven. But you've got to make the choice. Only one thing is needed. Mary has what? Chosen. We choose. I mean, we can watch, you know, the news four times every morning. The weather didn't change that much. Or we can say, all right, Lord, I, I watched the weather. It's going to be hot and muggy again. All right, amen. We got that out of the way. I-4 has an accident. It's congested. All right, we got that out of the way. Now, how about if I give some time to Jesus? And I, I read my devotion. I read the Bible, and I pray, and I just thank him for loving me. I thank him for how good he's been to me. Amen. Isn't that a good way to start the day? But see, Mary has chosen what is better. You and I have to make a choice to arrange our day so we put him first. Amen? And he says, it won't be taken from her. If you make that choice, God says, I'll honor that choice. And I'll meet you there. If you'll make that altar, God says, I'll meet you there. If you'll choose to abide in me, guess what? I'll abide in you. 
you won't have to find. I'm not going to play hide and seek with you. If you'll draw near to me, this great God says, I'm going to draw. Isn't that wonderful that we can know God? And we can be as close to God as we want to be. It's a beautiful thing about Mary. Now, even when the disciples were confused about what was going on, Mary had revelation. Well, you sit at his feet, you get revelation. Amen? You feed on that word, you get revelation, don't you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, all right. Ah, the more you know, the more you'll trust the character of God. Our faith is in a person. There, there was, um, I think it's Dr. Frotsham. He pastored a very prominent church in the middle of Manhattan back in the 30s and the 40s. And it was near Columbia University, Ivy League school in New York City. And he would do a lot of counseling with the students. They'd, they'd come in, you know, college-age students. And, and one person came in and said to him, I, I, I'm renouncing faith. I'm giving up on God. And Dr. Frodson said, well, sit down and tell me the God you're giving up on. He got done 20 minutes later, and the good doctor said, well, guess what? I don't believe in that God either. I don't want that God either. So many people don't have a true understanding of who Jesus is. They don't have the understanding of the goodness and the greatness of this God. If they knew him, they'd love him. If they knew him, they'd want to serve him. You see, I love that. I love that. I, gotta, I try to butcher the story, but it was so beautiful. He said, and, and the guy says, I, I, I can't believe in a God like that. And the doctor says, neither can I. Let me tell you about Jesus. See, that's why the word, we get to know the God, the true and living God. Amen? All right. Now, listen, we're still underneath relationship because it all flows from relationship. And again, relationships grow. Your relationship with God can grow, but you've got to do your part. Look at Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews 11.6 again. Because the object of faith is really to please God. I want to please God. And, and we're going to see that if I don't walk with this God, it's hard to please him. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. There's anyone who what? Comes to him. You see, faith comes to God. Faith draws near God. Faith enjoys fellowship with God. Faith um, what communes with God. With, there's anyone who comes to him. Faith comes to God. That's the beautiful part of faith. Faith draws near to God. Faith loves being in the presence of God. Faith enjoys rejoicing over the goodness of God. Faith loves opening up and feeding on the word of God. Amen? And, and here it is. Um, the, the purpose of the life of faith is to please God. If I want to please God, then I must come to God. Fellowship, communion, spend time with God, draw near to God. That's the relationship where trust is developed, matured, and strengthened. As we walk with God, our faith will grow. Two, two things. As we walk with God. Psalm 119 and 133, as we walk with God, we ask him to govern our steps and guide our steps, order my steps by your word, amen? So I draw near to God, order my steps by your word. Now here it is, as we grow, how does faith grow? Faith will grow progressively and reciprocally. Faith grows progressively. So, so don't get discouraged wherever you're at. Faith goes little by little, Amen? Some of y'all remember where you were 40 years ago? You've come a long way in faith, haven't you? Isn't that right? 
you know Jesus better now, more, much better than you did then. Isn't that true? Your, your faith, you look back at the things you went through and you went through victoriously and they might have you really done a number on you, 30 some odd years, but you've grown, you've walked with this God. As we walk with God, faith grows progressively, little by little. So listen, don't get discouraged. Use the faith you got and start right where you're at. Where are you at? Start there and go forward with Jesus. Where are you at? Someone says, I don't know a whole lot about God. All right, we'll start where you're at. Time to learn. Amen? A time to learn. I'm progressive and reciprocally. It's a give and take. As you use and apply what you have, what you have will get stronger and mature. And get, like a muscle, like a muscle. Again, progressively. Remember how the Bible teaches, if I'm faithful a little, I'll get more? Same thing with your faith. Start with what you have. For some people, it's just the faith to start being faithful. Faith, faithful, it's just being faithful. Amen? It's just faith to begin to, let me start reading the devotion. Let me start being consistent in getting the word in me. Again, so you can grow. Your faith will grow. Look at how far you've come. Don't get discouraged. Your faith will grow as you do your part. As faith is fed, as faith is exercised, faith increases, faith advances. No one arrives in one leap. No one gets there with one big encounter. It's a process of becoming as we walk with God. Amen? I mean, you think about it. <laughs> and I can hear some of the old-timers preaching along these lines, and they make you laugh. But, um, you, you know, you, you, marry that, you marry that girl of your dreams, and, you know, after a year or two, you think you know everything. Fifty years later, you realize you don't know anything. Amen, amen. I mean, no, no, we never fully get to know those women folk. I can hear the old timers preaching like that. But that's like walking with God. Amen. You're never going to fully get it all. But little by little, we grow. Amen. Little by little, we grow. You know, you would grow as we go through experiences together. We grow, don't we? I, I never, if I never had a problem, how would I know that God could solve them? How would I know what faith in his work could do but through it all? You see, we go through things, and, 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 we, and we see God come through. Amen? We get in tight spots, and we see how God is faithful to bring us through. And all these things develop over the years. All these things is God takes us from faith to faith and glory. But it's a relationship. But it's progressive. Amen? So don't get discouraged. Start where you're at. Work with what you got. Just keep going forward. And I guarantee you, you'll, you'll look back and say, oh, wow. But sometimes the devil get on you. You know, oh, you're not growing too much. Well, just look back and look where you were a year ago. Oh, thank you, Lord. I guess you are working in me. So it's going to be a progressive, how faith grows progressively. Again, God is no respecter of persons, but principle. All believers have potential to grow strong in faith. Just start where you're at, and God will honor you. God will honor you. Pass the test. Just start where you're at and let God help you. you. Pass the test. God will bring tests. Pass the test, and you'll grow. I mean, many of, the, many of the trials you've gone through were tests. Amen. God might not have caused them. The devil might have caused them, but God used them to help you grow, to help you see God better, to help you exercise. You've got to exercise faith you have. Isn't that true? You see, if you never do um, 10 push-ups, you'll never do 20. You see, if you never lift 20 pounds, you'll never lift 30. It's, it's a progressive thing. So if you can't use your faith, in that little problem, you'll never be able to use it in that bigger problem. 
you can't have faith to trust God in that situation, you're never going to trust God in a harder situation. Progressively and then reciprocally. It's the give and take, the exercise of it. Giving God your very best. Act with the faith you have and you'll always have greater faith. It's like a muscle. You, you know, it's kind of like I, I can go and I, I can observe, observe an exercise class and I can learn from it and be inspired by it, but I won't get developed by it unless I exercise. Amen? See, I got, I got to do something, don't I? I got to work with what I have. I've told people at times that, that were really um, a mess. All right, just a mess. Just, just a mess. No other way to say it, just a mess. All right? Overwhelming. In the natural, overwhelming. Uh, give, it would give Solomon um, a, a, a headache, Tylenol. I mean, he needed Tylenol to, to listen to their mess. It, it really is. I, said, I say to some people, listen, what, what can you do? Forget solving all that. It gives me a headache just listening to it. You forget solving it. My goodness. That thing's not going to get solved anytime soon, um, apart from a miracle of God. And even then, I don't see that coming. It's going to take some time. Amen? But what can you do? Remember one time I got impressed. I told one person, if you can just come, start coming every Sunday morning, I guarantee God will start taking care of that mountain little by little, little by little. Forget looking at that thing. That's too big to look at. But what can you do? You can show up, can't you? That's the easy thing, isn't it? This takes a little bit of will. Just a little bit get up and, and get, 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 get in the car. I mean, in and out within two hours. You can do that, though, can't you? See, I'm not saying, I know that problem is too big. I don't got faith for that. that. That's overwhelming. Don't worry about that. What can you do? Where can you obey God? How can you use the faith you have? You can come, can't you? And I guarantee as you start coming, God honors faith. He'll begin to work in these things as he works in you. Those things, the mountains will begin to melt. Those knots, those, sometimes you see a knot, sometimes it's so, it's like, oh my goodness. Just, just, you know, just light a match. But, so faith works. There's a give and a take. So don't get overwhelmed. Use what you have. What promise can you stand on? Amen? Who can you join together and have prayer with? But what can you do to exercise your faith? Finishing up now. Remember that God will start with easier lessons. And then the courses will get harder. We don't get to choose the curriculum. Don't get stuck in second grade. Amen. Pass the test. But again, as we study these men and women of God, we'll see how... Like David, he started out with smaller things and God built him up. Even Moses, smaller things. And that's how God works with us. So again, if you're starting out, just obey where you're at. Believe what you have. Begin that devotional. Do what you can and watch your faith grow. Amen? It'll grow progressively, but also you've got to give something to get something. You've got to do something in faith and obedience to God to receive that blessing. Amen? Again, I can watch the exercise video. I mean, I can get all excited about it. I can hit the eye of the tiger playing, oh, yeah. But if all I do is sit on the couch with a bag of Lay's potato chips, my Lord, have mercy. Amen? I'm just watching. Woo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ask me. I'll tell you anything now. I'm a nutritionist. I mean, I look like I need a nutritionist. I'm a, I, I, do, it's not doing, I can read it. 
I can get inspired by it, but unless I do something, I'm not going to get results. Isn't that true? Faith is. He asks us, what can I do to start using my faith? Don't be overwhelmed. And don't try to automatically equate yourself with someone who's been walking with God 50 years. But what, what, what can I do? Start getting that Bible in me. Start allowing my life to be governed by the word of God. How can I start trusting God? What promises can I stand on and believe God for? Amen? And as you do that, you'll grow. As you'll do that, oh man, we got to stop. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for faith. We thank you that we can all grow in faith. We thank you for the privilege that Jesus, you said, if we'll abide in you, you'll abide in us. We thank you for the privilege that we can have a personal, growing, living relationship with you. That our faith can get firmer, steadier, and stronger. We thank you for your word that teaches us your ways. That gives us exciting promises, encouraging promises to believe and to stand on. That gives us principles that can govern our lives so we can walk by faith and not by sight. Father, help each one of us to grow in our faith to mature in our faith and help us to be men and women that please you with our faith. In Jesus' name, and everyone said...